And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. It is a rainy Thursday evening uh, on the near frontier. It's like, it's it's beyond raining. It's like, <laughs> it's like if um, God called us to make a... Uh, an arc, it would have probably made a whole bunch of sense. It's been so wet here. Yeah, we were, I think over the course of the day, we're getting close to four inches of rain. It's pretty crazy. I, I, I Our take, driveway is two streams. Yeah. Down each tire track. Right. I know. And then islands in the streams. We have islands, and, and then we have the farm road where the propane truck can usually drive. Oh, yeah. There's is a river. Down there, I know. No, there's no way anybody's I, getting that. I down back that. into that every morning as I, as I drive out now. Because of where, where we're parking, because of the, the car. yeah, because of construction and, and this in the kitchen. I was really thinking like, okay, I know I've got all-wheel drive. <coughs> I'm gonna get stuck. Hopefully, I did not. Uh, but yes, it has been a torrential downpour all day long. Uh, I was really, really hoping that, and with the reason why we've kind of delayed the podcast, the recording of the podcast this week, is because um, pretty much every day this week we've thought that the following day we were going to have our kitchen completed. And uh, it's just been a big old cluster bleep. Yeah, it has been a big old cluster bleep. So the kitchen is mostly finished. It's mostly, but it's not. <laughs> it's not. So the shoe mold, it's, which is the little quarter round trim that has to go down between the trim and the floor, mm-hmm. has to get done. Right. And so you can't put anything up against the wall until the trim gets on. Yeah, right? can't do it. Can't move in. Can't paint because nope. I got to paint that too, mm-hmm. even though it's all primed. Right. But the thing that. Is really making you mad. Seriously frosted my cookies was since the beginning of this project, I have let the contractor know. And he knew. Part of it was installing this new dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And he did... Somebody didn't do their due diligence on the dishwasher. Nobody checked and it actually no. requires a plug as the old dishwasher yes. was just wired in directly. Yeah. And so now we've got to have an electrician come back out. And, of course, you know, the contractor and everybody thought that, they, that the job would be completed as well. And so they've scheduled other jobs. And yeah. So now it's, and so now we're trying to fit into Spings because right. they didn't think they needed an electrician. But now we have to have a plug installed so the dishwasher can actually get plugged in. Yeah. And yesterday when the plumber was here, I didn't realize it, but he managed to disconnect one of the drain pipes. So as I was trying to wash dishes today... In the only thing that I can do in my kitchen, water is falling from my sink into my brand new kitchen cabinet. So I am the very version of pissed off that I could be right now. Yes. Because that was just a stupid thing for the plumber to do. It was, yes. Uh, So we Especially to not say, hey, this isn't connected again. Leave it alone. Don't use the sink. Right. Well, but there was no reason to leave it disconnected. There wasn't. So it was I, stupid. Because yeah, so he was supposed he supposedly when he was here yesterday and he realized that he couldn't finish the electrical, mm. he made all the plumbing connections and get everything hooked up. So all they have to do is slide it right, out. So he doesn't have to come back. Yeah, well he does now. <laughs> Why does he have to come back now? Because I fixed it. Oh, but now you want him and to he fix broke it. it. And I want him to come back and make sure it's right. Okay. Because I don't want any more water leaking in oh, no, there once I fill. Because it's an under sink thing. Right. What does everybody put under their sink thing? All the kitchen cleaning crap mm-hmm. that you don't have any other space for. 
I don't need water leaking onto that crap. I don't need no. water leaking onto the wood. We already had a water problem. That plumber's coming back. Okay. And now you all have heard a different side of Missy. The, <laughs> the two weeks without a kitchen yes. kind of pissed off at my contractor nicking and pitting at me right now. But for the most part, everything has gone well. Considering how much damage we had to come back from because I was I was explaining this to somebody today. I was like, this was just supposed to be ripping up the tile and patching the subfloor. Right. But it ended up being that the subfloor was such crappy shape that they mm-hmm. ripped it all out and then they realized that the beams were bad too. Yeah. So this was a, a whole build up from the bottom up. Right. And the only thing I'm really getting new is the floor and some cabinets but at the same time I'm like, ouch. Yes, but we do have a new floor, and we do have new cabinets. We have and beautiful tiles. The kitchen tiles. is probably the sturdiest room in the house now, with it, the exception of the downstairs bathroom. Right, which we where also we also had to, had to have a floor, floor. in place. <laughs> yes, and also has wood kind of tile. And that's where I learned, um, what, they didn't ask me. They just right, asked so they, me. The, the grout was too wide. It's too and it big. Looks, yeah. I don't like it. But it looks good in the kitchen. It's fine in the kitchen. Yeah. It's a eighth-inch space with the right color. I posted pictures on Instagram, and everybody was like, ah! Yeah, I totally nailed the color you of did? the grout. You did a very good job. Everything looks great right now, but we are still waiting on it to be finished. Right. And I'm losing my patience. My kid went to school late this morning because of a stomach ache because we've been eating such crap food for the past two weeks. Because I can't cook anything. Because I can't cook. I mean, we have a microwave. Right. There's not much you can do. No. With a microwave. I mean, you can, you know, most of them have microwavable breakfasts anyway. Right. But the rest of the day... There's actually cooking, and I kind of miss putting my kettle on. I mean, I'm, I, I am forever thankful that the mug that... Dang it. You're blanking on the company's name? I'm, I'm blanking on because I, I follow her on Instagram, and she's awesome. And this is the, this is the whole... <coughs> <laughs> this is the people I totally misidentified as mom, right. baby. Yeah, totally yeah. messed it up. But anyway, her mug is awesome in the microwave, but it's just like, I don't, I, I want a real cup. I don't, you know what I mean? I want a real right. cup of tea. Yeah. You want <laughs> but, a kettle cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully next week when we uh, have a podcast, we'll be It'll able to be... tell you about the awesome kitchen that we've moved into and everything's great and wonderful. Happy news. Yay, yay. Yay, but, yay. Right. Yeah. But until then, um, it, <laughs> yeah. it ended up being a much bigger project than we anticipated because mm-hmm. the entire floor had to be replaced, which meant they had to rip out the old kitchen cabinets, which weren't installed correctly to begin with, which just sort of like dollar signs on top of dollar signs. Right. So I'm really sorry that I totally nixed your idea of getting people's names under every floor tile oh. and getting sponsors <laughs> now. Because I thought that was just like a kind of dorkish thing to do, right. but now but after now, now after how how much money right. we spent, I'm like, um, yeah. I should have put people's names under the tiles. Exactly, so, yeah. we could have just had those embossed. That's all right, you know. It's all good, whatever. All right, but thank you for acknowledging that. Oh it was no, a, I'm a totally an idea. Yeah, it was at the at, at at first I was like, no, we can't do that. Well, if now I'm any, like, ugh. if there are any benefactors who would like the naming rights to our kitchen, um, <laughs> don't you, know, you have a can, Patreon account? I do. You know what? I actually should plug the Patreon because we were talking about do. that, and yes. we forgot about it. But well, there are actually people who like you enough to give you money every month. Yes. So we do have a Patreon account. Um, you know, we uh, uh, don't really 
make any money from doing this. We don't, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, we don't make any money from doing a lot. <laughs> right, I know. But we do it because we like it. And uh, if you would like to support the podcast, you certainly can. Uh, it is patreon.com slash Cam Edwards. Uh, I think we've got, you know, one level, five bucks a month. Uh, we're, we're, we're talking about doing like a little bit more. We're also talking about adding some 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 benefit to that. I've got yeah. to look into the... So I've got to look into what we're allowed to do on Patreon. But the idea that I had come up with is every Patreon subscriber, every month we're going to basically do a, a giveaway. Uh, and we would give away... Like a bottle of hot sauce or one of the corny goat critters. Right. right? And, we were talking about that. you could let them... Like they could pick it out what, what, what kind of critter they wanted. Yeah. Right? You know, pig, Custom cow, goat, whatever. Right. Like somewhat bespoke. Right. Yeah, you can't come up with like a, you know, chupacabra or something like that. I, I wouldn't even know how... I could probably do a Bigfoot, but it would take a lot longer because I've actually kind of seen pictures of Bigfoot, but I haven't seen pictures of a chupacabra. Yeah, I don't know. I guess you'd have to use and your we imagination. Were, to... And we were making noises about make me kind of come trying to come up with mythological creatures. We were. I thought because, that would be a fun well, little subset so, of the corny goat critters. So what's really... Um, but wait, hang on. No, I, before I wanna, we move on. Wait, wait, I want to say that for a second because okay. that kind of hit home with me because most people, when they go to high school, their mascots... Are actual animals mm-hmm. or something. Right. My high school and the other high school in town, we actually had mythological creatures as our mascots. Okay. So William Barrow High School was the Chimeras. Okay. And Kennedy High School was the Griffins. Ah. Similar but not. Right. But still mythological creatures. I'm wondering, here's a question out there. Did anybody else go to high school where they're Team mascot was a mythological creature because I haven't ever heard of this anywhere. I'm trying to think if uh, Titans is probably close. No, it's not mythological. A Titan is a Titan. No, a Titan was Greek mythology. They were the gods before the Greek gods. They were the old gods. Well, okay. If you believe in that as they're theological, it's not necessarily. Do you think that people who came up with the idea of calling a football team the Titans? believe in the titans as part of their theology no they probably didn't know jack shit about titans it's just a mythological thing so titans would be one okay but i am having a hard time coming up with but the titans are a whole group it's not a thing right you just said mythological. Are we now going to get no, into pedantics? No, no, no. Of i'm just i'm just saying versus groups of no, things i'm just saying Griffins like is a group okay. of griffins no but the, 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 <laughs> the a group of chimeras. No, but we were the Willingboro Chimera. Chim- okay, so I guess we were the Chimeras. Yes. But sometimes I think you just like to argue just for the sake of argument. But we only had one Chimera as our mascot. We didn't have but you were the how chimeras. many Titans were there? I don't know. There were like eight. Yeah. So nine. we didn't we didn't have that many mascots. Well, you wouldn't have nine different Titans dressed up on the sidelines. You'd probably just have like one. No, but that doesn't actually make any sense because there were nine Titans, so they would look nine ways different. I'm not trying to argue. Well, how many? How many? How many? I mean, really, so like the Washington Redskins would have to have every possible Native kind American. of Native American. No, come on. Well, no, but their their naming is just you know kind of racist ish. They're not all red either. Okay. Sometimes they're tannish. I don't know. We were talking about Patreon. That's what I was kind of trying to get back to, other than (laughs) that really weird digression. Uh, Anyway, so we were also talking about one of the other things that uh, uh, we might do is a a monthly newsletter where uh, you would get a, a recipe from Miss E. You'd get sort of the, uh, the the written report of what's going on 
uh, around the farm and musings from uh, from both of us. So anyway, if you uh, if you like the podcast, you want to support us uh, to the tune of five bucks a month, patreon.com slash I think it's Cam Edwards. Now I'm wondering, is it 40 Acres and a Fool? But I think it's but Cam Edwards. If not, if you go to Corny Oat Farms at the request of um, one of our the people who just recently started to follow us. Oh, it is Cam Edwards. Um, she had asked, I had to go through so many months to find this recipe. And I was like, oh, ooh, I'm sorry. So I started putting them in the notes section. So the time that I had said that I'm mm-hmm. going to post that or four recipe yeah. mm-hmm. notes butter chicken with naan yeah two notes okay shrimp with lobster sauce shrimp with lobster sauce uh-huh. another note so on Cornigo Farms on Facebook if you want to find the recipes that we're talking about I'm going to try to make sure that they go out in the notes section in the notes section notes okay so how often are you putting those up just like when you think about it when we talk about it uh, not at all, actually. Right now, not at actually, not at all, because I didn't think about it. And then this person was like, "I couldn't find a recipe." I'm like, "Oh, oh, yeah." I use it on my own personal Facebook page, but mm. I didn't think that that was also a feature. So I'm now using that feature. So going forward, going forward, you'll be putting recipes going up to, there, hopefully I'm, on a somewhat regular basis. I'm going to try. <laughs> I said. Hopefully on a somewhat regular basis. Because we talk about the foods that I make, but we do. There's a lot of things that I do not have recipes for, and there's no way that anybody could recreate them in any way, stretch, or of their imagination. To be honest, because I don't. It's not like I'm sitting there with measuring. Right. It's fingers. And yes. Shoving. Pinches and, and pinches and scoops and mm-hmm. throwing and you know dashes dashes. Right. It's, Big dashes. It's like a pinch with like it's a five finger pinch versus a three finger pinch. Uh-huh. It's it's yeah. I gotta figure out how to make that all work <laughs> as far as recipe. But good luck. Well, the ones that I have <clears throat> bastardized mm-hmm. to my use, I have posted. Like, did you pause to come up with? A curse word as opposed to like modify did you did your no. brain come up with a pg modify thing i want to go with a pg-13 bastardized no my brain stopped because <laughs> i was like am i gonna get bleeped because this is an actual real word or am i gonna get bleeped because this is part part of it is a curse word because i, don't know. I i'm guess never we'll sure what, uh, what chris, chris is gonna Cruz do here, so here, there right? we go chris Dictionary.com. <laughs> there you go. It's not a bad word. Just like niggardly is not a bad word. I'm not saying that. It's an I old. Know. It's an old, old oh, word. I it know. just means yes. stinger, stingy. I'm just saying. Okay. I have a very complex and rich vocabulary. And sometimes I feel like there are words I can and cannot use. I don't think we're now not now allowed to use that word, but it, it was a word at one time. It was. It was. It right was. But now we just say cheap, and stingy. Now, yeah. So. Right. So anyway, Chris is going to bleep me on a whole bunch of man. Right I know. Now. I thought I got us out of one briar patch, and you just threw us right back in another one. Well, that's my life, baby. I like to throw you into the briars. <laughs> I like to like throw on the challenge, just like a little like a bon mot mm. of. You know, insouciance mm-hmm. and a little bit of, ooh, irrelevance. It's all good. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is all good. <laughs> you still ask me to do this. 
I do. I Every have single I, time. Yes, I do. And okay. so you have to expect what I'm going to say. Uh, you cannot expect what you're going to say. It is completely unexpected what you're going to say. That's awesome. I like that. <laughs> expect the unexpected. Expect the unexpected. <laughs> so, oh, so um, um, I'm going to throw out some love. Okay. Because. Yeah, there's the, that pause that made me concerned for a second. Yes. The tile guy. Tile guy. Scott. Uh-huh. I do not know his last name. Okay. He works with our contractor mm-hmm. as a person. Like, he's not his employee, but right. he's friends with him, and mm-hmm. so he does things for him. He was awesome, and he started to listen to our podcast. Like, you have a podcast? I'm like, how did you find that? I was just, well, <laughs> I, I shared some of, he, he saw me working on something in my office, uh-huh. and I was working on, I was working on this Swiss Valet black nose sheep crochet critter. Oh yeah, that was really cool looking. It was really cute. And go ahead and Google V A L A I S black. You know, but it's this super floofy, <coughs> adorable sheep that's now making its way into this country. But I some someone had sent me a message. Hey, are you ever gonna make another sheep? And I was like, well. My, my sheep are white and fluffy and they're cute and all, but I was wanted to do something different. And I was like, I'm going to make this. And she was like, oh my gosh, that's my favorite. So I was working on that when he's like, what are you doing? And as a 40-something adult male, mm-hmm. because he's been in the tile business for 20 years, mm-hmm. he actually said, is that crochet? You don't even get that right. Nope. I nope. Don't. I was just like, <laughs> he's like, I want to learn how to do that. I was like, do you really? Oh, let me know if you ever... I will teach you. I can teach you to knit. This is all good. And so I showed him off, off my project and whatever. But yeah. So he put the... the it, it's beautiful. It is. Yeah, it really You is. can see the pattern. Mm-hmm. He told me, like, I wanted it to go a certain direction. And then he's like, well, the manufacturer recommends a, a split third and blah. But... I don't know. We 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 did the math and, and the third and it when you look from one door and you look from the other door, mm. you see this beautiful laid out pattern. And the tiles are so much lighter in color. They make the kitchen look brighter. They do. And he grouted. It's it's Scott. I I just I just love the fact that you did such a wonderful job on my tile floor. That was really nice. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. Yeah. Thank you very much, Scott. I mean. Vaughn Improvements LLC from mm-hmm. Buckingham has done an amazing job with their kitchen overall. But right, we're the frustration that we feel is because the it's the time. There's been some unexpected stuff, and, and again, we understand, you know. But it's it is frustrating. It's frustrating. But it's also, not like it's not end of the world annoying. No. It's just like again. This was supposed to be a simple project. Right. And it barreled and out of control for both, for both us of and our exactly. contractor. Right. And he was just like, oh, now I have to do this. This is the thing. And at one point, like, he told me when he got the four layers of slub floor ripped out. Right. And he said, okay, there was a problem at almost every layer. Yeah. And then we got to the beams and then we had a whole bunch of really old termite damage, old water damage, yeah. and just some really old beams. Oh, like right. you saved me one of the nails from the very first floor. Yeah, and it's one of those iron 
tiny triangular handmade nails Mm. for the tongue and groove floor. Right. It was it was kind of interesting. I I I I love history, and it is cool to have an old house. And I had always assumed that this was, and it is probably the newest part of the house. But I assume it's not as newer newer than it is. Exactly. This is a lot older. Maybe thirty or forty years old. And no, no, no. This is way older than. Yeah, and I don't think it was the kitchen either. I think it was just a part of the house because Mm. the problem is that. Okay, so um, don't have to don't don't try and do the spatial thing. The house used to be divided basically in two, and there were two two different. No, no, no. I'm just saying of the family the, that the, lived the, in the, the different the house, house. The, the house. kitchen is in a corner of our house, right? And the problem was is that even though we thought that part was an addition on at the same level as the our pantry and my uh, my office, the mm-hmm. sunroom, mm-hmm. the floor levels didn't match up. From the kitchen to even in front of the pantry. So the kitchen is a different age than not necessarily the pantry level, but the addition, which is now our dining dining room room and my office. office. And I thought that was all done at the same time, but I don't think it was. Okay. And so that's why. Because, yeah, these guys, seriously, if you're getting your kid through math and you're thinking, they're never going to use this. If they're a carpenter, mm-hmm. they're going to use this math. I was hearing the craziest math conversations mm-hmm. about the levels and the how much and mm-hmm. the what and the what to cut down and everything to make everything great. Right. And these guys were like nailing it. Yeah. I mean, again, it looks fantastic. Yeah, it it's just, beautiful. I just want it to go from 90% Finished. complete to 100% complete. It's not even, it's like 93. Yeah. It's just almost, almost done. There. Right. And the only thing that we have to do, or me, is... Paint the trim. The trim and, that yeah. they had to because they had to pull out all the base trim to pull up the floor. Right. So that all had to be replaced. But if I have to paint that, then I have to paint around all the doors too because I don't want to have white and then dingy. Right. So yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, so so yeah, so as, as we're going through all the debris, so in an effort to save some money, we just said, okay, you don't have to take this stuff to the dump. We'll take this stuff to the dump. And they were like, ooh. It's like, right. no, no, I'm not paying. A laborer's hourly when I can pay a, <laughs> a, a teenage kid, right. kid ten bucks an hour. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah. So we did that. But as we're, you know, moving all the wooden stuff into the back of the truck to make the repeated trips to the dump, um, you're going through all of the various like substrata, and so you're able to see all of the different stuff in the oldest layer that that tongue and groove. I, I mean. I, I want to say it was at least a hundred years old. It must have been. It, it had to. I mean, I'm thinking it was 19th century. It must have been because of the nails. Yeah, yeah, but it just makes me, uh, you know, it makes me. There was that show on uh, Science Channel where they like take the the buildings and they kind of like blow them out 3D and you can see. Yeah. Right, like how was it made? Is that what it's called? I think it is how it's made. I want to do that with our through. house now and just like knowing that there were four different layers of flooring. And why on earth they kept just putting new flooring on top of the old flooring as opposed to replacing the <laughs> right? flooring? Just fix the crap uh, that's termite damaged. Right. Because it was actually not the oldest tongue and groove layer. It was the layer above that. Yeah. The tongue and groove layer was solid. Yeah. But then they had got that far down and they were like, well, we need to make sure of the beams. Right. And at that point, the contractor said, and I... You know, my office is right outside the kitchen. Yes. I watched and I watched every step mm. of everything. And when he said, okay, 
we can sister or we can replace. And when I had a look at how... Oh, yeah, some of these were pretty eaten up, and some of them were, you know, starting to rot. Like, nothing that would we're have been imminent to... No, not you know, us. ...crashing, but... No, but we're stewards. Right. We are the stewards of this really old house, and that's what I told him. I'm like, well, it's not going to do anything while I'm here, but I need to be as responsible for this house as I've as everyone else has been. This house has been here since 1781. Yeah. I need to make sure... That if, you know, if nothing else doesn't last, the kitchen floor and the bathroom floor are going to last. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. But that's that was my that was my thing with 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 our contractor. And that kind of started to drive the costs up, too, because yeah. it was just. But it, not, it was do it right. Exactly. It was in my brain. It was just it's just 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 do it right. Yeah. Because if we had left those beams knowing that they were not no. in great shape. No. No. We would have never walked well in the kitchen. Right. We it, yeah. We would have been worried the entire. I would have yeah. like I'm gonna move my oven in here and, and like now the, now the other the other aspect of that though is that since then, because we live in an old house, there's always you know something that you can look at and mm. you're like ooh, uh, and so we've got this spot in our front hallway, and it's it's a plaster ceiling. Front hallways part of the original two room cabin. The, I don't think that I don't was. think the front hallway is. I think the family room is the two room cabin. I think the front hallway was added on when the living room might have been. The, I don't know. No, it's hard room, to tell. Room, the living room family room, those two rooms and then the front hallway in between, that is the original cabin. No, it's not. It is. No, the family room is the original three-room log cabin because of the width of the walls. You are thinking of current sizes of, of a three-room house. The current three-room cabin was our family room with a stone basement. Look at the... we ha I just showed the book to our contractor because his aunt's... His mom... No, his wife's aunt... His wife's aunt uh -huh. was one of the contractors who, in 2000, did the survey of our cemetery. Okay. And as I was flipping through the pages, mm -hmm. I recognized that. But no, no. Our family room is the log cabin. Okay. I think that you're right. Upon further reflection, you're either right or it's not worth arguing about, So, which amounts to you being right. <sighs> No, that's it, kind of like saying, I'm sorry, but I'm either right or I'm not right. So just go ahead and say it. I don't know that you're right. I'm actually right. But it's not worth arguing about. So I I'm have willing looked to over the paperwork. Defeat. I have worked with the contractors in our house who have to go down into the basement and work on the subfloors and tell me how they don't match up. So I'm kind of think I'm, I think I'm a little bit more right than you are. <laughs> Okay. It's okay. Yeah. That does, that's not going to be the first time that's Hey, don't happened. mess with that. Remember, no, just, we just But I'm just going to say that's not the first time it's going to happen. Okay. And it probably won't be the last time that you are right about stuff. But uh, <clears throat> every no, now but, and then. But, but Every now and then I, I, I do win an argument. No, I'm, I was just going to say, you, yes, are often right. And I have come to you for advice on replies and uh, help on being... Um, a better person sometimes sometimes 
So I'm just saying. Yes. It's not all just like, ooh, I'm right. But I was I was kind of right about this. That's all. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of writing or being well, not being right, but writing. Uh, we actually had an email from a new listener this week, right? Yeah, um, Erica. Uh, she's saying greetings from the middle of nowhere, Utah. Oh wow! And uh, they moved from Chicago to Utah. And the thing that I'm—it's a takeaway. There's she's got a lot of information, and she's uh, got some. I'll come back to some of the things that she's recommending. But she also was the person who made me realize that on the Corny Goat Farm website, mm-hmm. I need to post the recipes that I talk about. Right, so we moved and in, you moved them into the notes. They're in the notes. Okay. So this is the person who's like, you need to move who's your recipes into well, the notes. Well, thank you. So thank you very much, Erica. Um, uh, in our April 1st, 29 episode 14, we mentioned old seeds. And she's saying, if you want to increase your chances of old seed germination... Put them in the freezer for a month or at least a week and then into the fridge for a couple of weeks before you plant them. Oh, wow. I do this with both old and new seeds. Once I pick what I want to grow from my seed collection, I sort them into two freezer Ziploc bags, one for growing them early and ones that will be directly sown. Both sit into the freezer until needed. And then... Um, I was talking about freezing peppers because mm-hmm. I don't actually freeze peppers. Right. I usually, if I have... Um, sweet bell, green, mm-hmm. red, whatever, sweet peppers. I dice them up, lay them in a cookie sheet, and freeze them individually, and I threw them, throw them in a bag so I can grab out handfuls. Right. But she was saying that she slices, blanches, and froze 15 red peppers. And so um, she was asking me if I just freeze them or do I also blanch mine. And so, No. When I cut up my fresh peppers, I just freeze them on an individual cookie sheet. Mm-hmm. And then when they're done, I put them in a Ziploc bag so I can grab out portions. But, yeah. So, it's it's nice. I got to interact with an email. You did. And uh, and that's really cool. So, so, where does she live in Utah? Does she have a farm of her own? or You're going to make me do that. Shut it up. Sorry. I'm um, sorry. They have a... 12-acre farm that they bought in 2000. Oh, how cool. Um, Any critters? Not yet, but the one of the things that she was uh, interested in was, remember when you got me to read The Desegregated Heart and we talked about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's going to read that now, too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, she couldn't find it on Amazon, but... It was kind of expensive, but she found it on thriftbooks.com. Okay. It's an old book. It is an old book. And it's, so if you try to find it on a popular site, it's probably going to be a, a lot more expensive. But yeah. I'm trying to think. I think there was... You got yours on Abe Books, didn't you? Abe Books, yeah. A-B-E. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I'm trying to think. So there was a copy that was released, I think, through the University of Virginia Press... In the for like the fortieth anniversary, maybe or maybe it was the fiftieth anniversary, um, and so within the last twenty years, there's a, a copy that's come out, uh, but it is probably out of print at the moment. Uh, but yeah, you can find it on the used book sites. If you if you missed the uh, episode where we were talking about that, that was back when I was doing old book reviews. 
Oh, and I, I actually it, right. read it because I don't usually read non-fiction fiction yeah. books. And this was a woman who grew up as a <clears throat> kind of a privileged white woman in the South who had to readjust her way of thinking. And that's where the desegregated heart part comes from. This mm. is that woman. Yeah. And I... We talked about this. Yep. I loved uh, almost all of the books. Right. Yeah, because it's a it's a really powerful memoir, um, and it's a really vivid description of what segregated Virginia was like, and not just in terms of the when she was you know, a child the, the, and when she was an adult. Like right. it's she it's she's so like nineteen twenties through the nineteen. It's captivating. Sixties. If you really want to get an idea of how things were. Uh, and kind of a little from both sides, but she was sort of unprepared as a child for how it was going to be as an adult, right? Yeah. Because she grew up kind of privileged, and these were the people that, these are our help. These are the people who love me. These are the people who take care of me. And then she got to the point where she realized, oh, oh dear, right? Yeah, but yeah. even even then, like the first time that she was, you know, confronted with this, and I think it was when... Um, there was a black. It was a. He was. He was already an attorney, but he was trying to oh, get into yeah. UVA's law school. She was. She. She, she wanted cam- to help. Campaigned him. Right. Um, Camp- campaigned championed. for him. Yeah. Championed him. Yeah. Um, but but ended up doing so like from a very paternalistic attitude, and you know eventually he called her out on it, and, and, and she figured it out though. Right. That's the thing. She, yeah. So that's what's interesting is like there is this learning process, but but there's also the process on the other from the other perspective too of you know it, it's it's a very human struggle of it, coming to terms with you know and changing this society. Well, and the fact that you didn't realize that you were racist, right? Like. That's the thing. Like, this is how she grew up. And then she was kind of gobsmacked by the the idea that this was not a good thing. Because this, this is from her childhood. Mm-hmm. And so that she got to an adult and was like, oh, I have to do better. Yeah. And is this, it, you know, anyway, it, go read the book. I, I, yeah. I, and if you want to know more, you can go back I, and you can look for the episode Past Tense, Current Events. The desegregated but, heart. But also, just go to Amazon or a books and look for desegregated heart. It's a good book. Yeah, desegregated, not the. the no, desegregated. Yeah, the desegregated heart. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, I, I'm really glad that we uh, heard from you. If you would like to uh, share uh, any stories with us, we love to hear from our listeners. And the email address to do so is 40acrefool at gmail.com. I have heard from a couple of folks who have written in uh, to me on Twitter talking about their own uh, home improvement disasters. So uh, That's kind of like sharing. It's it's woe stories, right? Uh, well, it's just like, yeah, I'm feeling your pain. You know, like yeah, I think yeah. uh, Emily in Indiana, they just had to replace their boiler uh, in oh, their house. Ouch. Right. Um, well, when, other... when we first moved here, you you actually weren't physically living here. This was but, when I was kind of commuting yeah, at home on the weekends. We, I, I just smacked my microphone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so, so for the people who don't listen or haven't, and, and, and you know, you don't have to go back to the beginning. But when we first bought this farm, Cam actually lived in a boarding house in close to his work in northern Virginia and came home on the weekends for... 
I had it down to the math. It was one month, one year, five months, and X days. Yeah. And But he would come home on the weekends. And occasionally, like a Wednesday night, if we were just, you know, really sick of not being able to see one another. And we knew it was stupid, but I'd, I'd get off of work, and I'd drive home, and I'd get home around 10 o'clock at night. And I'd get to see you and would sleep in the same bed. Yeah, and for then, like, and then we'd however, wake up. but we slept. Like, right. It was like, and we'd like get up in the morning and, I, and I would get to take my kids to school and, and then I'd have to drive to back to up to D.C. Yeah, but, but we so, did it. But we did it. Like, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing that people need to remember to work on. Like, the, there's the hard bits. Yes. And the work bits. And you just got to get past everything. Yes. But anyway, you had, you had brought that up for a reason. Okay. All right. Well, we'll leave that. Um, so, uh, listen, the next time that uh, we have a podcast here, not only hopefully we'll be able to tell you about our magnificent kitchen. Uh, Being finished. Yes. But we'll also uh, be able to tell you about what's going on with Missy because we go to the doctor uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, I've been... Tr- not doing anything on our Facebook page because nothing's been happening. So uh, I took a break from any sort of medical care when I realized that the medical trial that I was participating in was either A, breaking my pancreas, or B, or with the immunotherapy drug, or mm-hmm. B, doing nothing with the chemotherapy drug. So then we, I just stopped. And then I decided that, bleep this, I'm just gonna take a break over the holidays. I don't wanna be sick. I wanna feel like a normal person. I wanna eat, drink, and be merry. And so that's what I did. But last Friday- It was good to clean out your system too and get you know everything. And I got a lot of, the, and that was the other thing. I was like, um, a lot of times when you have to start a new trial, they want you to be clean of right. what you started with previously. So, and so now you are. I am clean. I have had three months off. I got my killer tomato plant sleeve done. Mm-hmm. And that, yes, for people who do not support a tattooed lifestyle. <laughs> All I'm right. Really, Keep talking really about sorry. what's going on with with. But so anyway, I got a tattooed one while no, no, I was the on the download. <laughs> you had and the scan. I got the scan last Friday, and uh, it's it's six days. So tomorrow morning, and you you can do the math. So um, once this gets posted, we're gonna know the results, and it's probably gonna be a bit scary because, to be honest. I haven't been under any treatment since October, and my tumors have been growing slowly. And they don't just grow slowly; they grow they grow geometrically. So I'm not hoping for oh yay, but my doctor has always said that eh, they're kind of going slow. So. Next, when we come up with a podcast, because tomorrow we see we're seeing our my oncologist, we're gonna have a plan of attack, and he's got some ideas for drugs, and he's saying that I will not feel as sick, and 
I probably won't lose my hair, which actually kind of pisses me off because I hate this hair and I hope I lose my hair so it resets again. But if it doesn't fall out naturally, I'm probably just going to go back to Michael at Ironworks <laughs> at Short Pump in Virginia and get my head shaved again. All right, well, if we go back to Ironworks, then we have to eat at Chewy's, too. Oh, they have the best chips. <laughs> they really do. And if it's a Saturday, I can get that muy macho pork whatever Oh, the it's, macho burrito. Oh, it's so yummy. It's like pulled pork and deliciousness with green hatch? Green hatch. Green hatch, yeah. Ha- green hatch chilies. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm, whatever. And then it's, they have the pork boom boom enchiladas. <laughs> Also, Those are really good, too. Yum, yum. Uh, just as a, as a quick aside before we leave, um, Mike Glenn is a guy who I, I know on Twitter. He's a reporter for the Washington Times. But he just moved to Northern Virginia from Houston. Ooh, and I'm he was sorry. with the Houston Chronicle. And he tweeted out, I think it was last week, that he went to some Mexican chain in Alexandria. Oh, dear. Right? And so I did have from to tell Houston. him. I said, Mike, there are Chewies in Northern Virginia, just so you know. You gotta find it. Um, Now, it's not, you know, Chewies are not your Tex Mex necessarily. It is more New Mexican, Mexican, but it's really good. But there was one chain in Northern Virginia that we went to, and we were like, oh, this is kind of Oklahoma. And it began with a T. La Tolteca? Yes. It was okay. It was okay. It wasn't great. No, but for a Virginian, yeah, yeah, getting Texas food, Tex-Mex, it was, it was fine. After we had gone to like Carlos O'Kelly's and a couple of other places, <laughs> we were like, "This is just not <laughs> Mexican food." La Tolteca was like the closest thing. But if we than- lived in Oklahoma City and we had to choose between like Ted's Cafe and Scudito or what was it, Chilinos oh, or Chilinos. La Tolteca, yeah. <laughs> Forget it. Uh, so yeah. anyway, even in, even in Oklahoma, we had the like the Taco Bell, the Taco Bueno, and the Taco Mayo. Mayo. Yeah, there was the those were the, the hierarchy three, of taco fast food. the fast foods. But I'm not too sure I got them in the right hierarchy. No, no, but Bueno was best. Taco Bueno was the highest. Okay, and then probably Taco Bell, and then Taco Mayo. Okay, yeah. So but, Taco Mayo, when I was growing up, was the home of the 39 cent taco. And there, <laughs> and that was really is, cheap. <laughs> and there is what all you need to know about how that is. Yeah. But in Oklahoma, there were like the 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 chain restaurants like Cafe Ted's and the Chilinos because Chilinos was like a, the Chilinos brothers. There were like eight of them. Yeah. And they Everyone opened had up their all own these restaurant, right? Yeah, but they were like. That's where I would go for lunch. Yeah, like, Chilinos was oh. our favorite. Ted's Gaviano's Gudito had the best chips, but... Uh, it was too busy. It was too it was busy. always too busy. But and Chilinos, flowers. man, like, they would serve your food in, like, six minutes. Six, it like, seconds. It, there could be, like, 200 people in the restaurant. It didn't matter. That's why, I, that's why we always went for lunch with me and my, my, um... What, what... Uh, what do people call them? Oh, your work husband. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. where, where my work husband and I would go to lunch every time. And he would always order, like one or two of the specials and I was like I want this I want this I want this I want this but it still came muy caliente no muy hot very hot well hot muy and fast yeah pronto. well hot cause it came right. quick yes but yeah yeah pronto it was, it was a good thing I, I don't know I'm not pronto I don't speak Spanish <laughs> and my Russian is 
really, really well, bad. Well, I do now. know how to say au revoir uh, in French, which means uh, goodbye. And I do believe it's probably time for us to wrap up because we still have to uh, let the kids know what's going on in the morning. But uh, thank you for uh, being a part of the program this evening. That was directed to you, Missy. Oh, and, oh, <laughs> and everybody else, but now you got to do the thing. I'm waiting uh, to yes, do yes. my bit. Okay, so sorry. Okay, so until one, we talk again, be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot. And make stuff. And we'll talk to you soon with another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. 